I Should Have Known podcast with Soup's Andy and Tanner. It's a trivia podcast with a twist. Each episode, we dive into an interesting topic, and the host will share four big facts about it. But beware, one of those facts is total BS. Play along with the others to try to figure out which one is the lie, and by the end, you'll be saying, I should have known. Welcome to another episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. This is me, Soups, here with Andy and Tanner. Continuing our holiday season specials, today we have Tanner talking about Christmas movies. So, Tanner, what do you got for us? I have some Christmas presents for you in the form of some facts about Christmas movies, but one of them is a lump of coal. It's a total <laughs> lie. So, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Do you guys have a favorite Christmas movie or a tradition about watching one every year? Well, we all live in Poland, and Poland has a very hilarious Christmas movie tradition. So it's not my tradition. It's become our tradition, though. <laughs> yes. So they call the movie Kevin, or Kevin at Home Alone. Yes. In Polish, it's called Kevin Sam Vodomu, or in English, you're talking about Home Alone. Yes. The real question is how Polish you are is, do you watch it with a lektor? Oh, goodness, no. No. I love a lot of things about Poland. What can I say? Lektor is not one of the many great things. <laughs> yeah, can you, can you explain Lektor for anyone who isn't Polish? So Lektor is basically, you've got this one dude throughout the movie who is narrating or translating the movie, but it's not dubbed. The original sound is still on, but... <laughs> yes with reduced volume so you can hear both English and Polish and the most interesting thing for me with the lector is that the lector got no emotions doesn't <laughs> matter whether someone's dying whether someone's having sex whether there's a world <laughs> war ii going on it's a, a beautiful Christmas moment the lector is the same and he does all the voices for all the characters yeah exactly yeah, so fun fact, the only movie I have seen with a Polish lector is Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange tradition, and it's a strange tradition that they even watch Home Alone every Christmas. Yeah. But the tradition comes because the movie came out in 1990. This is like one of the first major films that came from the West into newly democratic Poland, and so they latched onto it, and they started showing it every year. Also, it takes place... In Chicago, which mm -hmm. I know a lot of Polish people have connections to. Yep. I looked up the most popular Christmas movies by looking at IMDb. The one movie that is most frequently cited on these Christmas movie lists is Home Alone. Oh, that's funny because the fact that it's Christmas time, it makes the plot possible, but it isn't really what the story is about. Yeah. It's not about Christmas. No. That's interesting that it's on there. I think it's probably because it's not super religious. Yeah. Maybe it has more mass appeal. I think so. Yeah. When you think Christmas, what stands out to you as a Christmas movie? I like the Netflix Hallmark Christmas movies. I yeah. love them. A lot of people are going to judge me for it. I genuinely <laughs> enjoyed. You feel so good after that. <laughs> <laughs> They're just feel-good yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Feel good. My family used to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic. That's a tearjerker. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I was obsessed with all those like claymation ones, like Rudolph. Mm -hmm. 
the stop motion animation. Yeah, I can like sing all the songs. And... <laughs> What's that other movie with Hugh Grant? Oh, Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Love Actually. Yeah. yeah, that's such a Christmas movie. My family yes. always watches that one. Yeah. Yeah. So is Love Actually on that list of IMDb? Yes. Love Actually is number eight, most frequently cited. Okay. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is not on the list, <gasps> but I will be talking about it today. My childhood. And neither is It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Your lists are just wrong then. That's just wrong. <laughs> if It's a Wonderful Life isn't on there, like, come on. Even A Christmas Story wasn't on the list. Oh, that movie's so good. And it's like tradition. It's on for 24 hours every Christmas. I don't know what happens in that movie. I could not tell you the plot, but I can like tell you a bunch (laughs) of things that happen and quote it over and over. That movie's weird because the whole movie and the plot, it doesn't all go together because they're all vignettes. The story, A Christmas Story, is based on this guy, Gene Shepard's stories that he wrote that were then published in Playboy. (laughs) Wait. Wait, wait, wait. What did you just say to me? So Gene Shepard, he wrote a story called In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. And it was originally published as a series in Playboy magazine. And then people, enough people actually read it that like it got made into a movie. Yes. And so that's why so many things don't seem like they follow the same plot because it's like a serial. Okay. That makes sense. What is the plot of that movie? Yeah, the, the whole plot revolves around Ralphie asking for a Red Rider carbine action, 200-shot range model air rifle with a compass in the stock. You shoot your eye out, kid. But then there's the lamp. There's the school. The bunny costume, which I feel like takes on a whole new meaning <laughs> if you know that that story was in Playboy. Yeah. In A Christmas Story, do you remember when the kids are out in the schoolyard and one of them triple dog dares the other one? dare you. Yeah. And he sticks his tongue to a flagpole. <laughs> Yeah. So that character's name is Flick, and that takes me to fact number one. Okay. In A Christmas Story, the actor who plays Flick's tongue actually got stuck to the frozen flagpole. Oh, so it's like a production fact. Like behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, if you stick your tongue to something that's frozen, it does stick for a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. How stuck was it? Like, did he have to have the teacher come and pull it off? (laughs) Well... (laughs) They said that the the best way to get rid of it is to pour warm water on the connection between the tongue and the flagpole. So Mythbusters actually checked if this was even possible or if these people were lying when they said this. Wait, is it possible? It was confirmed by Mythbusters, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because your tongue is constantly warming, the flagpole is made of metal and it's cold, so it conducts the heat away from your tongue, ice forms between the two, and the more your tongue warms up, the more the metal sucks the heat and it stays frozen. So the only way to get it unfrozen would be to either yank it off and you risk tearing your tongue and the muscles and fibers or just pour some warm water on it. Okay. So this incident, did it cause any injury? No, no children were harmed in the making of that. (laughs) But his tongue did get stuck to the flagpole. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Or maybe it's not true at all. Yes, it might not be true. Let's talk about Home Alone. Okay. Yeah. Fact number two. In the movie Home Alone, the black and white gangster movie that Kevin watches was made up. So a lot of people think that that movie is an old timey movie that they then play in the movie Home Alone. But this fact is actually they made that clip 
to play in this movie. Uh, exclusively for that scene. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. They had to make kind of two movies at once. Oh, wow. Huh. Hmm. Why? Why not just take an old-timey movie? They wanted it to look realistic, but then they needed specific quotes, I guess, because oh, Kevin quotes the movie that. later on. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that movie plays a very crucial part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In right. the movie. <laughs> a lot of people nowadays they've been tweeting like, "I just found out that this movie isn't real." Oh, wow. interesting. That's 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 very cool. Okay, so basically, the parallel movie, it was made for Home Alone. Okay. Hmm. Or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. Fact number three. What movie are we talking about? We're talking about Rudolph. I love that movie. Okay. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Tanner also hadn't seen it until adulthood because I made yeah. him watch it. <laughs> okay. So this, this fact is still uh, very approachable, even if you've never seen the movie. Sure. Okay, but I'll just tell plot. But it's just what it sounds like. Rudolph, he has a red nose and he's weird. It's like the song. And so he, like, leaves his herd with Santa, and he makes a bunch of friends. He goes to, like, the Island of Misfit Toys, and he, like, meets a bunch of crazy creatures and crazy people, and somehow he comes back and he leads Santa's sleigh. Yes. Okay. And there's music. Yeah. The movie and the song are based on a story, and fact number three is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a story made up as a promotional gimmick for a department store. Oh, no. Hmm. My first thought is that I've heard this fact, but I'm not sure if it's related to this movie or some other movie, because I definitely think there is something with one of these Christmas movies where something like this did happen. Could be Rudolph, because I can't recall. Mm-hmm. What year is the song from? Yeah, the song was released in 1949. Okay. But the story was written in 1939. Okay. This department store, they tried all these gimmicks to give away like books when kids would come and sit on Santa's lap. And so one year they asked a copywriter to come up with a story. And he came up with Rudolph. And then they just made that into a book and gave it away to kids who came in. And then 10 years later, that guy's brother-in-law wrote the song. And then in the 60s, they made it into a TV special movie. Okay. I feel like that time period kind of fits for like the commercialization of everything in America. So I feel like that works. Yeah. Maybe I'm really good at making up lies and I picked the right time period. Well, you sound pretty convincing. I'm just sad. (laughs) (laughs) This is my childhood, Tanner. Why'd you do this to me? Well, the movie's still fine. It's still good. It's still based on a song. It's just that the song... Based on a gimmick. I guess I probably should have thought of where that concept even came from. Oh, there's so one reindeer has a light on the end of its nose. <laughs> like, would that be a traditional folk song? Or If you listen to our episode on Christmas trees, then you know <laughs> well, when electric Christmas lights came about. Right. Right. So his nose lighting up like a light bulb doesn't really work if it's before then. So yeah. It has to be a new thing. All right. Shall we move on to the final fact? Yeah, what mm-hmm. movie? Die Hard. Okay. Which also has a funny Polish title. Yes, it does. It's Glass Trap, if you translate it, but it's Szklana Pułapka. Yeah. I imagine you can't directly translate Die Hard into Polish, can yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything in Polish. What does it really mean in English? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you guys consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? It's an action movie. Yeah. It's set during Christmas Eve, and it's at a Christmas party. Yeah. I think for me, for it to be a Christmas movie, it needs to have like the Christmas feel. Yes. Yeah. And it needs to not be anything else. Okay. I agree. Yeah, like Die Hard is I mean, yes, it takes place during Christmas. I think it's a fun element and it's fun it's a fun excuse to watch it around Christmas time, but it's not about Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's an action movie, like Soup said. Right. Yeah. And for me, I think an added element is if the movie is released originally released around Christmas, let's say a month, month and a half prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Die Hard was released in July of 1988, so definitely not around Christmas. Well, yeah, I think it's kind of like, though, like, how much is Christmas just a gimmick? Because the Star Wars movies came out on Christmas, like, every year they came out. Those are not Christmas movies, but they came out on Christmas. True. So I think it has to have the the feel, the holly jolly Mm -hmm. feeling. For it to be Christmas. So like all these like gremlins and like these horror movies they have of Krampus or whatever. I don't think they're Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. You can have like Christmas movie the genre and Christmas the theme. Mm-hmm. It's a horror movie with the Christmas theme. It's an action movie with the Christmas theme. But a Christmas movie is like nothing else. Like what else is Elf? What do you call that? What kind of movie is that otherwise? Right. So one guy sat down and decided, I'm finally going to figure out if Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'm going to look at the data. And he's like, what makes a Christmas movie? Which to me is the antithesis of Christmas. Because Christmas is about a feeling. So yeah. like, if you're going to use data on it, like you've already lost. Yeah, right. If you ask Bruce Willis what he thinks, he says, no way it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, I've heard that quote of his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But fact number four. A quarter of Americans polled think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Quarter of Americans. That's lower than I would have guessed. Hmm. I think a lot of people, they just, it takes place during Christmas, bam, Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. They asked 2,200 people and 25% of them said, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. 62% said no, and the rest didn't have an opinion or didn't know. Okay, that maybe that makes more sense. Okay. That's plausible, in my opinion. Apparently, it's all about who you ask, because the movie magazine Empire, they asked their readers to rank Christmas movies, and they said Die Hard was number one. Rotten Tomatoes says it's number 14. Hmm. Yeah, that survey. It's 2,200 random people. It matches more of public opinion than like readers of a movie magazine or Rotten Tomatoes because like those are going to skew white dudes. Let's yeah. be real. And white dudes are going to have strong opinions on Die Hard. <laughs> Stronger than other demographics of people, I think. <laughs> yes. So it tracks with men think it's more Christmassy. Yeah, for sure. And people age 30 to 44 think it's more Christmassy. So the people who were young and impressionable when the movie came out. Right. I think Die Hard's a great movie. I'm not hating on Die Hard at all, but like the Christmas part, it's honestly weird. Yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah, it really feels like we're going to cement this. We're going to make it a, a weird quirk that people will talk about for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference between like Christmas as a theme and Christmas as a genre. Yeah. So Die Hard is not genre Christmas. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't put it on my list of best Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. If you don't cry, it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh. You need to get that warm, gooey feeling. 
And that's yeah. why I yes. love those Hallmark movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but one of those facts you gave us, <sighs> you're such a Grinch. One of them is a lie, <laughs> so we're going to have to figure them out. But can you repeat the four of them for us, please? Fact number one. In A Christmas Story, the actor who plays Flick's tongue actually got stuck to the frozen flagpole. Fact number two. In Home Alone, the black and white gangster movie Kevin Watches was made for the movie. Fact number three. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was made up as a promotional gimmick for a department store. And fact number four. A quarter of Americans think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. Okay, one of those is a lie. Oh, boy. I'm thinking it's between three and four. I kind of had that feeling, too. I wonder if we weren't scrupulous enough about number one. But, like, did they actually bother freezing a flagpole? Like, it wasn't faked in a studio? Like, that? I don't know. Maybe we should have taken a deeper look at that one. Mm-hmm. But I agree that three and four are also suspicious. I know this is taboo, but I'm pretty sure I've heard about the gangster movie thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen that movie enough times in enough languages. Yeah. I would like to think that I know. The one that I think I would go with is number three. I have a feeling it's not Rudolph. It's some other movie. I really want to believe that because I love that movie. And I would be a little sad if it was just like a commercial thing. Okay. As much as, you know, so many things about Christmas are commercial, I want that. <laughs> yeah. But if you're going to go with that one, then I want to pick a different one. Yeah. But I am also skeptical. The 25%, like I said earlier, it seems low, but I guess with like survey data and if, if it's a general population, maybe it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll uh, I'll go with number one. I think okay. that, that it's a studio production. They didn't actually freeze a flagpole and some child endangerment or something. I don't know. Right. I think I'll go with that one. Okay, so Soups, you're going with fact number three, Rudolph? Yeah. And Andy, you're going with fact number one, A Christmas Story? Yeah. Okay, great. Your answers are locked in. <laughs> one of you is correct. Okay. Okay. Rudolph was a gimmick. That that one is true. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. This is like probably the first time where I've been sad to be right. Like I'm actually (laughs) The lie is the one Andy picked, the frozen flagpole one. But I'm sad. I I wanted three (laughs) to be a lie really bad. Right. So the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer being made up appears on Snopes a lot as a like a myth that people fact check. Because the myth goes that Robert May wrote this story for his daughter when his wife had cancer. That's not true. Okay. There's no feel-good element to it. He made it so his company would make money. (laughs) Right, right. That's a good marketing gimmick. It worked. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So the lie is the actor who plays Flick in A Christmas Story, his tongue was not actually stuck to a flagpole by freezing. It was stuck by vacuum. Wait, what? So the actor revealed how they filmed that scene, and he said that they took a flagpole and then put a piece of plastic over it, and then they had a small device by the snow on the ground that was creating a vacuum, and then there was a tiny little hole in the plastic where he would put his tongue up against, 
and the suction would pull his tongue, and it stuck there with suction, not from freezing. Wow. That's so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like the lengths they went because this kid couldn't just fake having his tongue stuck to it. Yeah, I mean, that kind of is realistic, though, where like I could definitely see how a kid would have a hard time keeping their tongue stuck Mm -hmm. and talking. Yeah. So that's why Mythbusters did the fact-checking. They wanted to see if it would actually be possible. And Uh, it was. They actually did stick one of the host's tongues to a frozen flagpole. That would have been like child endangerment. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I would have to say, Soups, your homework now is to watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I should. I should. And I should have known. Thanks for listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. Check us out on social media to get extra fun facts and to let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can even let your friends know about your new favorite trivia podcast. If you're trying to use quantitative data on this shit.